0: Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go, Makeshift Happen. again for her second or third. Actually, I think this is your third appearance on the Makeshift Happen podcast because we did one with, quite frankly, we did one that was such a hit, our episode about like authenticity and everything that kind of falls away when you start actually becoming your authentic self. So you've been on the podcast a couple of times before, and I'm so excited to have you back because we just need to like catch up and dig into your business and everything that's going on for you and astrology and all the up levels that are happening in your world. So I'm very excited to have you back on the show. Welcome
1: my very, very dear friend, Jazz Borey. Hi, babe. I'm so pumped to be here. We were just saying earlier before we jumped on that you know we could just sit here and just chat and i'm sure you guys would get a lot out of this episode so um yeah thanks so much for having me back i love being on this podcast it's like well i just love talking to you so i'm excited
0: yay i know i was well overdue um so i'm excited to have you here the first the first thing that is just a question that I selfishly want to ask you and that I'm, I know obviously, cause I know you, there'll be like nuggets of wisdom and things in it. So we can unpack it a little bit further is I want you to tell us about the rebrand to like all the blue.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that this is so much more authentically me. Uh, I will say if you guys ha- know me all, I, have had many lives as an entrepreneur. And the word entrepreneur is something that I'm really taking on as part of my identity, which I haven't before. I'm someone who I have been and still am to some degree. Um, I've been in the entertainment industry since I was five. I've been working as a musician, as an actor, as a dancer, literally working since I was five years old. And I really in my heart of hearts um am a songwriter and a musician. So when it comes to branding, you know, my branding for that is always really like dark and moody and like bad bitch energy. Like I call that like my alter ego. It's Jasmine Jane. You can go and follow that Instagram. Um I have a whole Instagram for that project and we've got music and stuff coming out um hopefully later this month early next month, which is really exciting. And With that sort of coming out, and now that I'm in this new place where I'm not working for anybody else, like I am me wholly and completely all the time, and I get to do that through my job and I get to live out my passions, the pinks, the pastels, the purples, the like all of that was just not it. It just was not it. And I was like, I don't need this musician alter ego anymore. I get to blend the two, I don't have to be you know spiritual millennial pink anymore which i don't know if i ever really resonated with branding for my business is something that i've kind of struggled with since the beginning i didn't quite know what i how i wanted to represent myself and i just sort of went with what i was feeling at the time and but there was a part of it that just never felt in the pocket and now with this darker moodier it's like Colbert blue all the blues um and the blacks and the black and white like that's so me and it just really represents empowerment but also peace and it just turned 29 the other week as well so it just seemed like the perfect time for me to really start to stand in everything that I've created over my twenties, which is again, been a very colorful existence, but you know, it's just, it was really important for me to start to meld those two worlds together because I don't have to be segmented in my expression anymore, the way that I used to. And I think the branding was just one way that I was subconsciously still doing that and I'm off it. I'm over it. (laughs) I love that. I remember so when I
0: first met you when we met in Bali, and I don't at some point on the podcast, we definitely told this story. so we don't need to like go into the story of how we met again. But when I met you in Bali, I remember you told me about your music and you told me, like, yeah, I'm Jasmine Jane, and like I looked you up on Spotify. and like and your and and your Instagram presence was more like for your music at the time. And it was very much like that, like, black and white photo vibe, like the cigarettes, like the, the bad bitch, like you had your really long hair.
1: Yeah. Um, Guys. I had hair down literally to my asshole. Like it was so fucking (laughs) long. Like I cannot, you cannot understand how long it was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then even when you started your podcast, like I remember when you started abracadabra, the original branding was a little bit like darker and moodier. It was black and that like orange. And I remember like the snake.
1: Yes. Yeah, Yeah. it was. It was because I think as well, like when you're working online, it's really easy to fall into trends in general. So whether that's like with your content or your branding or um, the way that you speak or anything like that, I'm somebody who I've really gotten to where I am by imitating other people. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Like it's not like I'm copying, but I didn't know what I was fucking doing. (laughs) I was like, okay, what's this bitch doing? I'm just going to do what she's doing, but in my way. And some of that came out in the branding. Some of that came out in, um, in the way that I was expressing myself and, you're right. Abracadabra originally was very dark, very moody. And then I think it really was this idea of like, well, that's not going to, that branding isn't going to reach the types of people that I want to reach, which is like millennial 21st century women. I started to see that a lot of that branding was those pastels, lighter colors, running, riding, like it just, it's that. And it's nothing against anyone who does that. I think if that works for you and that feels authentic to you, then it's definitely going to work. Um, But there was always a part of me that just didn't, uh, didn't feel it. And to the point as well, where like my office that I'm in, I hate it in here. I hate it in here. I don't want to work in here. (laughs) Fucking hate it in here because it's, it's been built off that old sort of branding. So I'm actually really excited for over the next couple of months, just redoing my office. Um, I bought some new art, which I'm really excited to frame once I get my shit together and actually frame it. But you know, it's really been a full metamorphosis really over the last year. And when I launched my membership, the Star Society, that's when I realized that this was the branding that was going to work. This is what I was really excited about. Because when I saw that branding, I literally got butterflies in my stomach. I was Mm. like, oh my God, like I could feel the glitter in my, like, I could just feel the sparkle inside of me. It was, it was crazy. And so that was a really, I think the moment where I just went, you know what, it's time to start being a little bit more authentically myself and just feel, fearlessly pursue really who I am and start showing everybody of me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that so much. Oh my God. It's so funny. I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about, I think it was more, they were relating this idea more to like fashion and fashion trends, but they were saying how it's like hard to sometimes know if you like something because you genuinely like it. Or if you've just been kind of like, conditioned or influenced to like it because everybody else is liking it and everybody else is doing it. You know, like fashion trends like change so quickly nowadays and with like TikTok and Gen Z and, you know, they're kind of like really dictating what's cool and what's not anymore. And it's, you know, the, the flare pants are back and there's all kinds of like 70s vibes that are back. And the brown is like a cute color again, where, like, a couple of years ago,
1: it would be like disgusting to buy anything brown. <laughs> but oh like- yeah, like I remember being like, but beige is disgusting. I will never wear beige to be fair, I don't think I have anything beige, but I do
0: but I literally love like an all nude outfit. like I'll wear beige all day, <laughs> but it's like you sometimes start to see stuff and like stuff. And then you're like, you didn't even realize that you liked it because maybe you didn't actually like it. You just like saw everybody else doing it. So now you feel as though you like it, you know? So it's, it's funny. Cause I think the same thing happens I mean, it, it happens with everything. It's like hairstyles and branding and, you know, how people run their businesses or, or how people market, how they present their offers. Like even like words, if we get really granular in like this, like spiritual kind of coaching space, there'll be like words that are like popping off for a while that are really like hot. And Mm -hmm. like when people first started calling things like containers and like, you know, instead of like a Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, there'll be like hot things for a while and then everybody like uses it and integrates it into their brand and in their own way. And there's nothing wrong with doing that, but it's just, it's it's funny to like notice it and to just become the observer of it. And for yourself to like start to question like, is that even like how I would say it? Or is that even like how I would express it? Or is that even how I would present this offer or like share it? Or is that even the color that I would, you know, innately choose if I were building my business, like in a bubble and I didn't know what anybody else was doing. Yeah,
1: dude, it's, it's crazy because you're actually making me think as well. And I wonder if you can relate to this. I think we all keep up with trends, right? In our lifetime. And I think as you get older, you start to as well sort of really understand what you like and what you don't, but only if you do the work to actually think about that. So at the beginning of the year, I made this sort of commitment to myself where I was like, and it was sort of a bit of a sort of like crisis around like, I don't know, my brainy doesn't really feel like me, you know, and is this exactly like what you were just talking about? And so I made this commitment to myself to sort of reinvent myself, to rediscover myself. Now that I'm achieved everything that I wanted to achieve, everything that I was manifesting like three years ago, four years ago, I've got, I've achieved. And I was still in this place where I was like, but what do I actually like? Like, am I someone who's a matte lipstick person or a gloss lipstick person? Am I somebody who likes to wear lipstick at all. Am I like, I couldn't tell you those, those things. And it's not that those things can't change, but I didn't even know what I liked in the moment. And so I sort of went on this journey of being like, you know what? I'm just sort of going to explore this space that I've landed in. And, you know, I also changed my hair. That was another thing as well that I did around the end of last year. I used to have these blonde panels that were like bright purple or bright blue or bright pink or whatever. And, you know, I, I decided to get rid of them. I've got this like curtain bang sort of like mullety thing going on right now, which I really love. Like, I feel like we go through so many evolutions of ourselves. Anyone who's in their inner work, which I know everyone who listens to this podcast is kind of, you, you see yourself sort of change internally. You start to see your behaviors change And who's to say that the outside doesn't change either or the things that you have set up don't also get to be redecorated too, you know, outside of you, whether that's your home or whether that's your hair or your branding or the way that you speak, the way that you hold yourself, it all starts to shift and change. And I think that it actually gets to be really exciting when we let go. And I think in business, it can be really hard because we think that people, are attached to our old branding but they're not they're attacked they're actually attached to you and if they're attached to your branding you've got really great branding but to me it's all it's like lip service you know what I mean like it's just not it we all want audiences customers clients communities that love us um and as someone who's like I love sales and sales is again I' as well as being a, a musician and in the entertainment industry, I've also been in corporate sales for five years. Like people buy from people. That's that's true. So the branding is always going to just help and serve. It should be a support. Just like your clothes aren't you. They just allow you to show other people who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to have a choice as to whether, how authentic that gets to be. Um But I understand like, it definitely was scary for me. I'm not going to lie. There was like a part of me that was sort of like, Oh, like, is this spiritual coach? Like, is this, is this like connected to this industry? Is this going to work for this industry? My business hat sort of came on and said, is this going to work? And I just came back to that. And I was like, you're not, you're not that girl anymore. And so people are going to either love you or leave you. And that's fine. But It's definitely scary, for sure, because I think self-expression is a massive thing. But I do think that age comes into it. You sort of start to, and I've even noticed this, like now I'm just not trying to be anything that I'm not. And I really felt that on my birthday. I was like, I'm me. Like, I really know who I am. And there's a whole lot I don't know as well, which is exciting. But there's some core truths that I've actually always known. I was just too scared to fully commit to them.
0: Yeah. I think that's so, so good. What you said about like, oh, I love the word redecorating, but like using it in like, like in the context of ourselves, you know, yeah. like re redecorating your life, redecorating your business, redecorating your appearance or your self-expression. Um, I think that's such a cool way to think about the reinvention of, yourself is like, it feels so good to like redecorate a room or like change things up. And it's like a new, fresh way to express what you're liking and how you're feeling and who you are in that moment in time or that phase of your life. And we get to do that with our businesses and with ourselves all the time, as many times as we want to.
1: Exactly. And I think if you're in the business of being yourself for a living, which if you're a service provider if you are a coach if you are a spiritual practitioner if you are someone who your purpose is your income uh, and you've been able to monetize your purpose then you must like it's a must to be fully expressed because otherwise you're still you may as well be to me you may as well still be chained to the cubicle desk like I know how I felt when I was um when I was working in corporate. And you know, for those who don't know my story, I I worked for a really you know what? I don't even fucking care. I'm just gonna tell you which brand it was. (laughs) Why am I trying to protect them?
0: I'm like, Um, we're still doing this, Jazz. I'm like, like, yeah, we're still doing this ten years later.
1: (laughs) So I used to work for Mercedes-Benz. And um so really obviously like mass like luxury car brand people always like oh my god I would love to buy to drive a g-wagon and I'm like I used to drive those around the lot all the time and also guys they suck (laughs) they suck they're really they have like a really shitty turning circle it's like driving a truck but not in a luxury way like it's it's not cool get like an e-class or something instead anyway that's just my personal opinion but understanding that you know when I was there I was in this sort of you know, um, like beautiful dealership. And when I say dealership, like we were the largest dealership in the southern hemisphere. So, like it was like a fucking castle. Like think like Apple Store times a hundred. Like it's that all glass, like massive. You're surrounded by like millions of dollars worth of cars. The Mercedes Mecca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like legit. <laughs> so, and that's where I worked. So I. Was in there every day, and I would be dressed, you know, um, really beautifully, have my head on every day, you know, makeup on, heels on, like full proper. And there was a part of me that really liked that. You know, there was a part of me that really felt. You know, I'm someone who's like very masculine, very driven. Like I sort of loved I love the hustle. Like I, I love it. I was watching Suits last night with Dan. We we started watching it. I've never watched it before. I was literally Stop. saying to him, I know. I was saying to him, I was like, I would be so fucking good at this if I was smart. <laughs> like, if I was smart. If I could get smart. through school. I reckon I'd be so good at this because I could handle like the shit taking. I reckon I could, you know, really do it, but I'm just, I'm not smart enough to be a lawyer. We're not book smart. We're straight smart. So anyway, my point is, is that when I was there, there was a part of me that that was really authentic too. I'm not going to lie. Like I think there's no way I would have been able to be as successful as I was. I saw so many people walk through those doors and they just, it just wasn't meant for them. It's just not them, right? And I think for me, there was a part of me that could have been wildly successful um, in that space. I know that. And getting into that outfit every day, and that's really what it felt like, did feel like an alter ego, did feel like a part of me that was authentic, but it's not who I wanted to be all the time. And so the moral of the story here is is that something can feel good or something like you can be good at something, you can have a talent for something, you can be happy with a version of yourself to a certain degree, but is it what you would choose? And that's really what I sort of started to zoom out and it's hard when you start to Get everything that you want. You're like, I just want to be fucking grateful for this. Like, don't change anything. But is this what I would choose? Really? Exactly like what you said about sort of, you know, creating in a bubble or in a vacuum. It's hard to do that, but we can just take that second to just sort of zoom out. And once I did, I realized the panels in my hair were just a symbol of rebellion against that corporate life. What I realized was, you know, I was in a phase where I didn't want to wear my winged liner anymore. It's back now, but I just was in a phase where I was like, no, I just want to be, you know, expressed in this different way, but it was all still this sort of like, fuck you energy to like what I was. And like, that was really great for a time. And I think it served me really well, but I need to keep fighting that fight. Like exactly. Like I said, why am I protecting them not by not saying the brand it's like, no, I, I get to just be who I am. And I think if we all just sort of allow ourselves to do that, we can kind of move through the world a little bit more authentically, but also um, way more powerfully when we just sort of allow ourselves to choose what we really want to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I feel like, yeah, I feel like one of the one of the most important things that you just touched on is this idea or this this reminder that like things can be things can be good and going well and working and feel right and not have to be the final destination you know like it's all part of the journey even at mercedes right it's like it was working it was going well you were making a lot of money you were it was going, like, going so well <laughs> yeah like you were like Literally anyone else would be like, oh, like jazz has got it figured out. Like that's her career. She is set, like making multiple six figures, like has her Sydney apartment, like every ducks in a row, Driving the like, bands, the whole thing. Yeah. 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 And so like things can be good and working and they can even feel right to some degree. Like you said, part of it was definitely aligned with like, the energy that you wanted to present in the world was this kind of like boss bitch vibe, which totally fit who you were being or who you had to be at Mercedes. But you get to take that and apply it to a, something different within your business that feels more whole and it feels more like yourself. And the same with your old branding, you know, it's like it's working, it's going well, it looks really cute, it's amazing, it's fun, people are buying, like everything is a-okay and it doesn't always mean that like that's the full stop or that you can't shift or pivot or change beyond that or that there won't be another new iteration that looks different because it feels more authentic or true to who you are in that moment in that phase
1: yeah totally and the other thing as well I would add too is that during the last year particularly over the last six months I really realized that what I was building was not just a business, was a company. And to me, a company does not connect with trends. Coca-Cola is not on a fucking trend. You know what I mean? Like it's like Instagram itself is a trend creator, not a trend, you know? The, and if they start to become a trend, that's like a red flag for them because they're like, "Fuck!" Then someone else can Snapchat can be created or you know whatever else, right? Um, even like TikTok, right? It's like that. It, it's I started to sort of zoom out and be like, "Okay, you 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 work for yourself, you have a business, but that's never where I wanted to finish. Like that's never was the end. That was I. That was just the first step, and I say." all the time. Like you guys will, sorry, I'm always like, we well, just haven't even left the tarmac yet. We haven't even let the ta- left, left the tarmac yet. And it's like, I really truly believe that. Like, this is just the beginning. And when I started to sort of zoom out and start to see myself as a company, as a leader, as a CEO, even on Facebook, which I don't use a lot, um, not even in my business, I'm just not a massive Facebook person, but I changed my job on my Facebook to CEO of JB house. And to me, that was like really like a moment where I was like, okay, like when, when I look at where I want to go, where I want to be, it, it's so much bigger than just being a practitioner, being a coach, like being an astrologer, being, you know, a, a even a personal brand, like it is, but i'm 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 running a company like i have there's a reason i didn't name my website 3 years ago jazzbory.com. there's a reason there's always been a reason and it's because there was a part of me always that knew that this was a company and we have so i have so many big dreams for what i want to create and now i'm setting that foundation even further with creating more of a personal brand with we started a new Instagram for my membership. That's gonna be a whole basically a whole nother business. Um I want to get into creating real products, you know, like um I won't give too much away, but like e commerce sort of stuff, um <clears throat> events, all those sorts of things. Like this is so much big I have a big, big dreams for JB House and It's bigger than just me, but it is me at the end of the day. So it's exciting. And I think, and I just hope that anybody listening to this who is like a couple of years into their business or a year into their business and they're starting to get some traction, don't be afraid to dream again. Don't be afraid to reconfigure, to take everybody on the ride with you to the next level because people love a ride. we those fucking rides, right? You know, it's just like zoom out and, and think bigger because if you can start to see yourself as a leader, as a CEO, as a change maker, as a trailblazer, as a whatever word connects to you, um, it starts to put you in a different pursuit. You're in a different energy as you're pursuing. Well, you're in the pursuit firstly. And then secondly, you're, you're, you're on a whole nother level and people can start to feel that and i think people have been able to feel that cuz you're not the first person who's been like that branding what's going on something's happening i'm like yeah something's happening so
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the coolest part about branding and everything else that we talked about, you know, like clothes, hair, the way that you express yourself, it's like you get to kind of give people a sneak peek into the evolution that's happening behind the scenes, you know? So whether that evolution is happening in internally or behind the scenes in your business, it's kind of like the outer redecoration is what is going to draw people in with that curiosity of like, Ooh, like what's happening here? I feel like, you know, you're, you're, you're up-leveling or there's something new that wants to come through
1: you. They're micro expressions. That's how I kind of like to see them. It's like the way my hair is done, the, you know, the winged liner, the, um, the clothes that I wear, they're all micro expressions of my company, of my brand, of my business, of who I am, of my purpose, because I have done the work in my business to make sure that my purpose and my company is the same thing. And that's how I believe we gain true success. So that's why this shit matters. And to be honest, babe, like I was looking at your branding the other day. I was literally like, I need to redo my branding, like not redo my branding, but I was like, I need a fucking professional (laughs) Like because (laughs) your branding, I was looking at it and I was like, it's so important like it looks so good like what you're doing for wealth calibration is so sick like it looks so good and i i know you've invested in that and i and i'm you know i'm it, it well worth it cuz i look at it and i'm like maybe i'll do wealth calibration <laughs> like you know like <laughs> yeah. maybe i could do it you know so it's like it's but it's because i feel like it it's really connected to where you're at there's not it's not about professionalism but it, it 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 is a micro expression of your company and your company's values which are your values which again people buy from people so as like conscious business owners we get the pleasure how sick is this because we've like aligned our purpose and our career and how we monetize our lives we get to align all of that and so the branding is actually just as important as, you know, um, the way in which we have the means for people to pay us in business, I think. And I think that's true for all businesses, but it gets to just mean so much more when you're a conscious business owner, when, you're, when you've aligned it with your purpose. And to me, it actually, um, it makes it a lot easier to invest, a lot easier to say yes to yourself because it's all sort of integrated. You're like, oh well, buying myself this new, you know, uh, jacket is going to be a great business decision, and for me, that that feels really exciting to be able to sort of meld all those things together. And um, again, this coming from someone who's not great with balance, but. I like that. Like, I love that my life gets to meld. And I think a lot of us want that. Um, And I just really say that in your branding too. Like, I will say that, mm-hmm. like I was looking at yours the other day and I was like,
0: mm, yes. Thank you. It looks yes. so good.
1: Yeah. I'm really
0: loving what we're doing with Wealth Calibration. It's just, it's, it's different. It, it fits, it fits who I am and, and the brand and everything, but it's, totally like a new iteration. It's, it's different. And like, I told Dana that when we were working on it, you know, I was like, it's going to be, it has to fit like with under the Samantha daily umbrella, but I'm like feeling new energy coming through. Like, it's going to be like a color we've never touched before. It's going to be a little bit more elevated. It's going to be a little bit more elegant. It's going to be a little bit just like different. And I, I love getting to play with that. And I think even for people that are listening that, aren't business owners yet or never want to be, it's like returning it to your own personal evolution of how you get to express and, you know, invite people into the evolution of yourself that's happening in your internal world through the way that you show up in, in the external and just having that be like a fun kind of game that you get to play. Um, But yeah, I love, I love what you said about, you know, everything kind of being fluid between your life and your business. Cause I definitely feel that. And I, sometimes I'm like, I feel like every decision that I make could arguably be a business decision, even if it's like a trip that I'm going to take or something. So I'm like, oh, well, it's good for the business because it's like me being the embodiment and me being in the vibe. (laughs) and It's like everything, the lines just become so blurred, but it's yeah, it's an interesting experience to, to get to live. But one thing that I did want to, this kind of goes into it that I wanted to talk to you about was the idea of deservingness. Cause I saw you do a live video recently on confidence and deservingness. And so when we're speaking about, you know, doing these things that are expressions of our up level or evolution, or, you know, a new iteration of our brand or whatever, I think sometimes we can get in our heads of like, is this, am I really there yet? You know, to like, Mm. to, to claim this or to have this, like, let's say you wanted to go on like a bougie trip or you wanted to fly business class, or you wanted to, you know, book something that was a little bit like you know, bigger than than you would normally do. And it's kind of like, that's where I'm going in my life and in my business. And I'm embodying this feeling of like abundance and success. And this is who I am. But then there can be that voice that's like, are you really there yet though? Like, do you really deserve in a sense to have that? So I wanted to get your perspective on this because I realized when I was watching your live, I've never actually felt that I wasn't deserving of anything. I've never said those words to myself. Like I've never had the the thought of like, oh, I don't deserve it, but it only comes forward sometimes when it's about money. That's when and it's not in those words. It's not in the words, "Oh, I don't deserve it." It's more about like how other people may see it from the outside and be like, like even claiming the word wealth, let's say for example, like with wealth calibration had to go through like a big ego death of like, you know, we have other things. We built cosmic cash together. I have a money masterclass. Like money is a huge topic in my life and in my business because it fucking changed everything for me. But claiming the word wealth was a moment where I, where I had to like have an ego death of like, you know, oh, I'm not like a multi-millionaire. I don't run an eight-figure business. Do I get to say wealth calibration? So that's where I notice like the deservingness thing come through. It's never with like anything else. So that's so interesting,
1: isn't it? Yes. I have so much to say on this. I have so <laughs> much to say on this. Well, firstly, I think the way I say you're like deserving of, of saying you're worthy is have you overcome any sort of poverty? And when I say poverty, I mean like, have you been in a place where you had no money and now you have some kind of financial ease? So whether that is I went from living uh, on the street to working as a janitor You've gained wealth, right? And Sam, I know you, like when I met you. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like wide-eyed we're staring like, at each other. like <laughs> You know, <laughs> um, like I yeah. remember, I remember talking to you, like when I was at Ben's and I was like earning great cash and stuff and you were like, that's fucking nuts. Like, I remember you used to like, look at me when I was talking and I was like, like, you just you're just not in the right environment for you to earn like you, it's fully available for you right, but like obviously it was a bit different like you're in a country you have to have a job like it's a bit different right, so you yeah. just like have to make it work. But it's like you know and I remember we jumped in our business like probably I think like the same week we both sort of like went for it, and um, you know, I just sort of wanted to like reiterate that to everybody that like wealth is I think there is an attachment of overcoming something. And I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing. I think that if you get to say, well, now I'm wealthy, that is saying, well, I wasn't wealthy once or I had some issues once and now I've changed them. To me, even if you were only bringing in, uh, if say you were only bringing in $80,000 a year, I still think that you were well within your rights to do wealth calibration because you've gone from way less, right? Literally so-
0: like um twelve to fifteen thousand dollars a year. That's yeah, that's what oh. I'm
1: saying. Like it, it's it's nuts, right? When we start to think about it from that perspective, and so when we start to think about overflow and abundance and all those sorts of things, I think that's a whole different conversation. But to calibrate yourself to wealth, which is exactly what actually has to happen, energetically, physically, emotionally, everything, there is no way in the world that I would ever have felt deserving, quote unquote, to, I mean do anything. Like I've never waited to feel deserving. And I totally agree with you in that sort of sense. Like I've never had that sort of like, you don't deserve it thing. But if I waited to feel confident, if I waited to feel like I was ready, then I just, I would never have, have done any of it. There was this innate, I can do this. And I heard you, um, I listened to your episode with Nikki um, that you put out recently. And I so resonated with how she felt. And I feel like a lot of us actually do feel like that, where it's like, I've always been like, how'd you get that? How did your parents buy the house? <laughs> what do your parents <laughs> do? Um, you know, like what, what's, what's been happening here? Like, I want to figure this out because I was always, again, of that belief that it was available to me because it was out there. And I never thought once that I couldn't do it. Um, yeah. I'm very lucky that I've had some great subconscious programming from my parents to the point where it's almost like to my own detriment. (laughs) Like, because I have like really high expectations of myself. I have really high expectations of the people around me. Because my parents always said to me, I can remember my mom getting in my face when I was like so little. And I would like do um, like dance exams, like ballet exams or tap exams. And my thing, in my dance school was I always got high distinction every single exam I ever did I didn't care about school that I gave up on that like (laughs) day dot but like I was like high distinction that's it that's all I ever got um or honors I think is that is the next one up I think it was honors that I always got and she used to get in my face before I would walk in literally get down to my level and she'd be like you just go in there and show them how good you are She actually used to say, you just go in there and show them how fucking good you are. When I was like, hey, (laughs) like my mom was like, you just fucking tell them, show them, don't tell them, show them how good you are. And so to me, I always had that sort of like, you're amazing already. You just need to show people that. And then when it comes back to like what you were saying around buying the business class ticket. Or whatever. I cannot. I've phone business a couple of times. I've paid my way every time. I mean, once I, got, I think I got on point. But I, even when I was earning the one hundred and eighty, whatever it was a year, um, at Ben's, I still had people in my life saying that's that's silly. You shouldn't. You shouldn't buy that. You shouldn't buy that. Even though yeah. they knew I was going to be getting $15,000 the next month in my paycheck done hundred percent happening. So it doesn't matter where you're at. People are always going to have an opinion on how you spend your money. It does not matter whether you are Elon fucking Musk or little old you, right? Like it literally doesn't matter. People are going to say, that's a silly thing to spend your money on. You should be saving that six ten $10,000 ticket whatever however much it is wherever you go I mean if you're in Australia everything is like ten thousand dollars to go anywhere (laughs) but like you know people are always going to have an opinion on that always um even my brother so we were supposed to go to Europe in 2020 and it obviously didn't happen um and we both bought business tickets um he's doing really well in his business um I was uh still working at Ben's at the time when I bought the tickets and, um, our parents were like, that's so silly. Why would you guys do that? And we both just looked at each other. We're like, why the fuck would you not? (laughs) Like, We just looked at each other. We're like, we're flying fucking business. Like we're not flying economy. Fuck that. Now he was going to Europe to work on a Greek Island (laughs) for three months you know, to earn 10 euros a night. But he was going like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like there's it doesn't really matter who you are, where you're at. It's all comes down to your choice. And what I would always say is if you can afford it, if you've got the money in your bank, you get to choose how you want to spend it. So if you want to spend it on a business class ticket or a coach or starting a business or buying a home or buying a car, however you want to do, spend it. If it's in your account, it's yours. Don't let anybody tell you how to spend your money. And I actually did a podcast about this, like in relationships, which if you want to listen to that, I go pretty hardcore. <laughs> um, you guys could go listen to that, but like, oh, wait, I did listen to that one. Cause yeah. I remember
0: you posted it on stories and it was like really controversial. Cause you was like, babe, yeah. stop asking your boyfriend how to spend your money. It's yours. Like, yeah, stop.
1: And it all comes down to deservingness. It comes down to, I mean, as someone who was in a toxic Manipulative uh, relationship, I could start to see these negative things, these uh, behaviors coming up around how to spend my money, what I should be doing on. It. Even if I did spend it, there was a blowout because it wasn't what he thought was good. And I say in this episode, you know, that's not saying that your boyfriend is toxic and abusive, but it they could be, <laughs> they could be, and. It's really important, I think, as women to check our deserving deservingness around wealth, sure, but also around our ability to pursue our purpose. Because the last thing that I want to say on this is we say all the time, you know, when we're just talking about branding, and I think we hear this a lot, that entrepreneurship is the only way that you get freedom, that you get abundance, that you get wealth. And I'm sorry, that's not true. That's not true. And I don't think that we should leave out those women who don't want to work for themselves. They still get to be fully expressed. They still get to have a brand. They still get to um, align their purpose with their paycheck. They still get to monetize their sole purpose. The monetization of your sole purpose, the wealth, the abundance, the overflow doesn't just get to ha- get to happen Through having a business, it does get to happen through your career. So, if you're a teacher, what's your brand as a teacher? And I honestly believe that if you can start to think of your career in that way and pull that business, business businessy stuff, that entrepreneurship into your career, I can 100% say, and I don't think say things are very much of 100% certainty, but 100% you'll be more successful. In your career as a teacher, as a nurse, as a doctor, as a CEO, as a whatever the fuck, right? Like, yeah, I think that the reason I was able to be so good at corporate business and then my own business was because I was pulling in those business things into my job right? So like yeah. how I was showing up every day for work, how I talked to people. I was the type of salesperson that didn't push. I was really conscious with the way that I would sell. I'd ask them, like, I would tell people not to buy things and that gained trust. Cause that was the type of person and the type of brand and the type of salesperson I was. So if you're a t- teacher, what do you wear? Like are you miss Smith, who always wears the, I don't know, who always always has the cool fucking earrings. I don't know. But it's like, what's your brand as a woman with a career that you are deeply connected to from a purpose level? Because to me, being on purpose and having a business or a career that is connected to your purpose is, is the act of blending, like you said, the, biz- the trip is part of the business because it's part of me. And you don't get to not have that because you work for someone else. There is so, we need, Sam and I need people who want to work for other people. <laughs> like, you know, our business does not run without my team. It does not run. Laurie, who's also your assistant as well. She was sick. Like we were not okay. I
0: knew I knew all the entrepreneurs that were like out of commission, which because she works for a bunch of us. I was like, this is really funny.
1: (laughs) I was like, are we like we like are we gonna die? Like, and to be honest, actually, you know what? I realized how important my team was. This month is the lowest income month that we've had for a long time. (laughs) Like, start of the business time. Like, I was like how are we going to pay everyone this, this month? You know, we'll figure it out. Like it's fine. But I was like, that's because I was fucking stressed because I, we probably did things not to the best of our ability. It made me see how important my team was. And so as I was making the shift into more of a spiritual business and career coach, I sat there and I was like, this is about career. You know, this is about, Soul purpose, this is about making sure people are in the jobs that they want to be in, in careers that they want to be in, that are aligned with who their soul came here to be. Because the more people we have doing that, the better. And we cannot, Well, I believe my mission is to really start to talk about business and career as a whole. And I really feel like this is going to sh- change the industry. Like, I feel like this is going to change the world. If we start talking to people who work for other people in this way, not not as if that they're less than, because I've been that because they're, they're equal. Like we, we, we get to all be, we get to all have this. Does that make sense? Am I making any sense?
0: Yeah, no, I think this is a really cool concept of bringing like the entrepreneurial mindset into your career, whether you have a business or not, because there's so much that we learn in business development and owning a business about like, you can't build a business without doing like the deep inner work and really playing with your authentic expression and understanding how you want to present and everything that we were talking about before. And it's like, well, you could and should still be doing that regardless of what you do for work, because you will just be an elevated version of whatever your job title is. If you are so understanding of who you are and what you're passionate about and you know, what lights you up the most and what's going to be a really soul yes for you. And what are the things that you need to set boundaries with and how you want to bring in your unique elements of your personality and your interests and your passions and your knowledge and put that on the table for the company that you work for and apply it to your role, like you said, of course, you're going to be more successful because you're bringing like ingenuity into the workplace. Like you're making things better. You're not just like going to work every day, sitting down and being like, this is my job. This is who I am here. This is how I have to be. You're bringing like the creative element of entrepreneurship, which is always thinking about what's the next thing what's the next iteration where are we how can we expand this how can we grow this how can we evolve this it's that kind of like hunger for growth that is rooted in in entrepreneurship that you can apply to any career that will help you grow yes. rapidly and i love that you brought this up because before i before i transitioned into like a lot of business coaching and mentorship I, when I had a lot of life coaching clients, a lot of them were actually, it was like career coaching. And, you know, I have one client specifically that I worked with for years. Like she was one of the first clients I ever worked with first iteration of from Burned Out to Badass ever, like all the way through, like was one-on-one with me for literally years, like OG. And I saw her through so many evolutions of her career and different positions and so many meetings with HR and raises and shifts and pivots and changes and a move to New York City and, you know, a new company and a new boss. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, because she was doing that. She was doing exactly what you're talking about, which is bringing the, the entrepreneurial mindset and the inner work to her life her and her aspirations and her career and her job. And yeah. that's how she got like everything that she wanted. Not that she's like done, obviously not. There's so much more for her,
1: but it works. Yeah. Well, I know it works because it worked for me. And what's really beautiful is I've actually start to see it, started to see it work for Dan, which has been really interesting. As someone who uh, never has had the desire to work for himself, Though he did say after meeting me, he was like, maybe I will work for myself, <laughs> you know. Um, but I have noticed since us being together over the last two years, you know, he came to me and he said, oh, there's this job on offer. And and by the way, I'll give a little bit of context to Dan just without giving too much away because it's not me and my life. But he um, is... Uh, environmental scientist, right? So went to uni for a fucking long time, like, you know, all those things. And he's really passionate about what he does. You know, he really is passionate about the environment. You know, he really wants to be part of uh, the future and he really, he really cares about this stuff. And we were talking about how that's actually what makes us similar. Dan and I are extremely different. Like, We are like chalk and cheese. Like we are so different in so many ways. And it's really easy to look at us on the surface. And I think even we have sort of done that to ourselves and go, well, we're different. I work for myself and you work for somebody else. Who gives a fuck who pays you or how the money gets filtered to you? That's just, that's all we're talking about. And that's important. And that gets to be a part of your value system, but it doesn't get to be the thing that, makes you deserving of doing um, you know, uh, a course like My Course Purpose to Paycheck or any of Sam's courses. Like It, it doesn't get to be the, the difference of you deserving to be in that space because at the end of the day, if you are very career conscious, if you are someone who wants your purpose, wants to monetize your purpose, if you are somebody who wants to be passionate about what they're working on, I think that by, I think that we all have to sort of widen that scope because, at the end of the day, this is our job. It's our work. It's our career. It's so much more than that, um, but it's still our job. Just like everybody else who gets in their car and goes to work, to be a teacher or to be a nurse or whatever. And so when I looked at Dan and I, and we started to realize, oh, actually, that's what we have in common: is we both must be working. In what we really care about that's that's a value then straight away we are so much more alike than that we give ourselves credit for and to be honest it was actually through my relationship of sort of realizing that i always sort of othered myself as an entrepreneur and i think people who work for other people other themselves but at the end of the day we're all really desiring not only job satisfaction, job satisfaction is bare minimum, but to feel elevated on purpose and expanded through our career. Like he said to me, like his greatest um, value is to leave the world better than he found it. And so that's why everything he does in his life, including his job, is a part of that. And I kind of even challenged him on it. I said, well, you know, I feel like I have to do that through my career. Like I feel like my career is my vehicle and I feel like you're not like that. I feel like you do it more through family and friends and all this other stuff. He's like, no, I don't. He's like, it's just that I need all of my vehicles to be in pursuit of that, not just one. And I was like, oh, actually, I'm like kind of like that too. But we we started to sort of realize like we're actually really the same. And so I thought to myself, like, it's just, it's so important. I think for us to start to realize that the entrepreneurial stuff will so will help you so much in your career, regardless of who's paying you.
0: Like, yeah, like I said, with that client and a bunch of other clients that I've worked with before um, with life coaching stuff and career coaching, you bring in this work and the entrepreneurial mindset and the creativity and the constant desire to evolve and be in your passion and you apply it to your career, regardless of what you do, you are going to be wildly more successful than if you had just like, you know, sat at your desk and, and done what you were told to do and, and thought that that was you know, the end for you. Yeah,
1: totally. And I feel like there's so many business coaches out there who who don't want to touch career, who don't want to touch women um, or or people who are, you know, working for other people. And that's totally fine. You know, like I think niches and all that sort of stuff and working on what you're passionate about is extremely important. And there's a part of me that loves, like, I I love just talking about business and entrepreneurship and all those things. But when I was thinking about this, this shift and this move, I, I kept on coming back to the career thing. I was like, but I'm passionate about my career and that's what I know. And that's what I've been able to move, move through. And so to me, I, I just feel like there's not enough space or there's a bit of a, well, there is a gap in the market for career coaches, spiritual business and career coaches and, I, I'm just really excited to, to be there and and be that person um, in the industry that is just who is here to help people in their career in their sole purpose. I'm in the business of sole purpose, baby. That's all I yeah, that's all I care about and you know I, I I really do think that everybody wants that you know that saying like love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah we all we all heard that and we all fucking want that. Of course we want that, right. And I feel like if you listen to that, you're like, it's just a job. I really feel like you're cutting yourself off, not just from abundance, but from like deep joy and pleasure and bliss completely in your life because everybody has to work. That's, that's the way that it is. Um, and especially with where the world's going and like cost of living, like we're all going to have to be working and so to me i just feel like why not you why not you getting to be completely aligned through the way that you make money like why not you and i think sort of circling back to your deservingness question we have to remember that you are worthy because you are you got up in the morning you breathed you're awake you're blinking you're worthy of of anything in this world you just have to choose it and say yes to it because the difference is a difference between desiring it and doing it. Such yeah. a
0: difference. Yeah. There is so many things that we're desiring and wanting and lusting for, but we're not actually choosing and and claiming and saying you know this is this is for me i get to have this too and so for a lot of women listening i love that we that the conversation went in this direction because i know there's so many women that listen to this podcast that are not business owners and maybe they don't ever want to be business owners but they do want to feel alive and passionate and purposeful in their career and Thinking that, you know, putting, putting your job over in a box in the corner where it's like, oh, that's just what I have to do to get by. And then I'll try and enjoy the rest of my life is, you know, what you're saying is you're limiting yourself by doing that, by thinking, by thinking and believing that your job doesn't get to be something that you're passionate about or that you love because you're not an entrepreneur. Like that's, you're limiting yourself. You're putting a cap on the amount of pleasure and joy in your life and also the amount of abundance and success. Because of course, when we are aligned in our passion and in our expression and in our gifts, we receive more, we create more, we get more in the flow of money and abundance when we're aligned with those things. So I think that's a really beautiful reminder for everybody. And the, the deservingness thing, it's like as simple as like you were talking about the business class ticket. It's like, you're worthy of it because you decided that you were and you bought it so you had the experience and so it was you know yes. and and so it was like i i had this similar experience when i was traveling to costa rica um in december and i actually got pretty sick like a week before i was meant to go and so right before the trip like i was getting over being sick, but I still had like a little bit of like lingering kind of like stuffiness. And it was a pretty long flight because I was traveling from Spain at the time. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to just like pay the extra like $500 or whatever it was to upgrade to business class. And it was so interesting to just witness first the resistance to, are you there yet? do you deserve this yet? Like, is your business at a place where you can just like go off and like do business class and then also be like, I literally spend $500 on like a one week course. Like, (laughs) why would I not be able to spend it on a a business class ticket? It's just a perception of what other people are going to think or feel about it. It's not actually my feeling. And then how quickly, as soon as you decide, yes, I'm worthy of this. Yes, I deserve this. And you step into it. All of that dissolves and suddenly you're in the business class seat and you're like feeling like a bougie bitch. And you're like, yes, like
1: this is who I am. I literally did this as well. I mean, I think business class tickets are such a perfect example and a a really, really great example for this because I went to Queensland, which is literally an hour, maybe 50 minute flight. Okay. And the night or two days before or something, I got this email from uh, the airline company, saying, hey, do you want to go in like a draw to get a business class fight? Now you uh, like, this is a small plane. It's not business class. It's like just like a larger seat at the front. And you like put in like a bid. And so I just put in like the lowest bid, which was like 80 bucks or something. The flight was probably $80 on its own. Like it's such a small amount, right? And um, I got it. So I, I was like, fine, whatever, 80 bucks, cool, whatever. So I went and then I did the same thing on the, on the way home. And I remember even that, right. Even $80, right. I still had people saying, well, why'd you do that? You should have just sat, you know, three, three rows back. And I was like, but you know what else you get? You get to go into the lounge. You get to uh, get your bags first. You get on the flight first, you get off the flight first and I'm busy, like i'm booked and busy like i and you know what even when i fly now those 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 tickets are only a couple of maybe like a hundred dollars more maybe a hundred dollars more so i'm just gonna do that because you know what else is really great it wasn't really great but when i was in queensland it was flooding so i was so grateful that i didn't have to sit with everyone outside and like on the floor when the, everything was delayed. And like, I got to go to the lounge and eat falafel and tabbouleh on a plate and have a coffee. And it was nice and warm. And I had a seat. Like I was like, Oh my God, this is the best fucking decision I ever made because now my worthiness isn't around surviving. It's not even around thriving. It's around being comfortable and being at peace. I prioritize my peace. And the minute I started prioritizing my pace was the minute I started prioritizing my, my purpose, my career, myself, all of that.
0: Yeah, because it's all, it's all connected. And I think the more that we can cultivate that sense of you know, purpose and peace and joy and ease and abundance in our lives in all areas, regardless of what you do for work, the the better of like an experience on earth you're going to have, you know, and I think that's what we're all trying to create at the end of the day is a juicier, richer, more enjoyable, more beautiful experience on our ride here on earth as a human. And it all, all of it counts, all of it's a part of it. So I love that you are making this transition into like, including women who, aren't necessarily entrepreneurs or business owners to adopt these mindsets and philosophies and understand them. And also, of course, like use astrology to figure out a lot of this stuff. We didn't even get to talk about that. We didn't get to astrology. (laughs) No, but like, I know, I know your work. So I know that, you know, the way that you're going to help these women figure out what do you value? What's important to you? What are you passionate about? You know, where is, where does abundance sit for you? What is, what does purpose mean? All of that is going to be rooted in the modality of astrology and, you know, the deep like soul mastery work that you do. So mm. I'm really excited for everyone that gets to experience that with you. Cause like, fuck, like it's life-changing.
1: Yeah, it totally is. Because and I think you can speak to this too, you know, um, It's all the same work, right? Like in the sense that like the entrepreneurial business work and what you would say to a woman who is working in a, you know, as a teacher, as I like to say, you're going to give them both like the same advice at the core or the same coaching at the core. It's just how we actualized it is going to be different and through all my courses through all my classes through everything that i do i think bringing that spiritual element back is so important because there's no purpose like purpose is spiritual to me you know it's not something that you can hold it's not something that you can even really quantify um, it's not stagnant it's ever evolving it's ever moving and so to me it's energetic and that's soulful so we we have to look at the chart we have to look at the astrology we have to look at your human design we have to look at whatever Whatever thing that you want to look at, past lives, hypnotherapy, all those things—they're all just incredible tools to really help you actualize this on this earthly plane. And um, I'm I'm just really excited to to start utilizing astrology in this way because I built my business around my chart. And when I say about my business around my chart, what I really mean is I built my career around my chart because. I knew I wanted to work for myself. I knew that was a desire of mine. But when I but my my chart helped me figure out how I was going to match that desire and what was in my chart. Does that make sense? So there's nothing in your chart that says you should or shouldn't work for yourself. There's just that's not how it works. What's your desire? What does your soul come here to be? How do we meld those two together? There's your purpose let's monetize that. And that's kind of like the way in which I work. So yeah, we can kind of meet, I meet my clients wherever they're at on that. Um, Whether it be just on that empowerment work and just understanding your chart and just knowing who you are, because to me, you need, you need to know that first before we start getting into the actualization of everything. And then, then we get to just make some fucking money and do whatever the fuck we want and have fun. Yeah.
0: Hell Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Make some fucking money, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's sick. It's sick. I think the coolest part about doing this work and learning to to make money in this way is that it almost feels like the abundance gets to be a reflection of your level of like passion and purpose and joy in the world. It's like the more joyful I become, the more money I make. And I really believe that to be true for so many people, not just entrepreneurs. So, you know, if you're working in a career, how can you become more joyful in that career? How can you become more rooted in purpose and passion so that it elevates your whole state of being, right? Because that's going to change your whole frequency that you move through the workday with, which then of course is going to have an immediate effect on the way that you execute that job and how people notice you and the raise that you can get or the promotion or the pivot or whatever you want to do. So I love that so much. Thank you so much, Jazz, for the work that you do in the world. I'm so excited for, like I said, all the women that get to experience the magic of, you know, business and um, career coaching with you, because we both know the, the power that it holds. Um, so if you guys don't already follow jazz Bory, I feel like everybody who listens to this podcast must already <laughs> follow my friend jazz Bory. but if you don't um, jazz, let them know where they can find you on Instagram and your podcast.
1: Yeah, totally. So I'm over on Instagram at jazz Bori. Uh, the podcast is abracadabra. And we also just launched um, the star society, which is my membership. We launched that a couple of months ago, um, but we just launched the Instagram for that. So, if you want to talk just astrology, if that's like all you want me for, and you just want to, you, you're just in that phase, go follow the Star Society. That's all the astrology, empowerment, pragmatic astrology stuff, um, where we really just sit in that intersection between spirituality and personal development. And then over on my Instagram, we're talking all things career, you know, joy, pleasure. Um, and how we really turn like that joy and pleasure really into a skill um yeah and then the podcast we we're gonna um, have an episode with sam there so make sure you come over and and hear our conversation we'll just probably continue this conversation on um and and keep it rolling and and keep it moving but um yeah i'm really really excited and if you are someone who is right at the beginning of your career Career journey, maybe you want to up-level in your career, you want to really get more purposeful in your career, or you want to start a business, um, a conscious business and start, you know, making money from, you know, an online space or be step into your entrepreneurship from a bit more of a spiritual purposeful space. Um, you can come and join purpose to paycheck. Um, but yeah, if you just want the astrology, come, come join the star society um, and we can, we can hang out. There's, there's so much that I'm excited to, to bring forth to everyone. Um, and then lastly, yeah, if you're, if you're a business owner, um, and you want my approach when it comes to your beautiful business, just DM me and we can talk about one-on-one work, but I've loved being here. I love you so much. And I just love Mm. our conversations.
0: I know. I love you so much too. I'm so, I was just reflecting on how grateful I am that we connected when we did it's so fun to be able to like go on this journey with you because we met at a point where we were both just in such a different, different places in our life, like different to where we are now and also different to each other, but to kind of go on this ride and be able to witness each other's evolution and just be in support of one another and in friendship. Um, it's been like so amazing for me. So I love you so much. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. All right, guys, we will talk to you next week. Don't forget to go and give Jazz a follow and I'll see you here on the Makeshift Happen podcast next Wednesday. Bye.